I'm your moderator, Chris Paul. Let's be reasonable. I've been told the word surge is very, very naughty. So, okay. Okay, I won't say it. But can I still say red wave? It's high noon. For Wednesday, March 31st, 2021. Follow the podcast on the Telegram Messenger app at t.me slash I'm your moderator. And you can join the discussion thread at t.me slash I'm reasonable. I'm also on Gab and Parlor at I'm your moderator. And if you want merch, go to www.cancelcotour.com. Today is the 70th full day of Barack Obama's third term as served by the half-dead, demented, degenerate, ventriloquist dummy, fake proxy president, Joe Biden, who is overwhelmingly compromised by the Chinese Communist Party, the patriarch of one of the most corrupt families in American history, and the father of one of the most despicable sons to ever walk the planet, Hunter Biden. So congratulations, America. You got tricked into voting for a communist. Then you lied to cover up election fraud. And now you've all been reduced to changing the definitions of words to pretend that things aren't as bad as they are, except they are that bad. Today, there were reports of Border Patrol having to save a six-month-old girl who was tossed into the Rio Grande, just simply discarded, a human just discarded. There's another young girl they found who had lost her voice screaming after being gang raped. So good job, guys. You voted in the guy who is flattered that so many people want to be human trafficked here. Literally the human trafficking president. Well, fake president. Imagine Joe Biden had actually been voted into that office. That would be horrifying because that would mean that our country was full of people who actually support this. And luckily, it's only like 40%. And we're going to find that out soon. So stay ready, stay confident, and know that we are in fact the majority. And being the majority means we should not be scared or intimidated by these communists. Okay? Do your life as well as you can. Look out for your family. Look out for your friends. And spread truth. Spreading truth and convincing people of that truth will move them further and further away from the central narrative. And once they are far enough away from the central narrative, they will be able to accept 
the things we know as true. And so I was talking to two very good friends of mine who gave me uh, very good feedback, notes, response about the show. One of them was just that the volume has been really low in the recording, and I am absolutely the furthest thing from an audio engineer. I don't think that I changed any of my settings from a few weeks ago, but I will get this figured out, and I'm going to be in a different kind of recording and video situation in the near future, as I've continued to say for months, but it's really happening now. Um, so that's number one. But number two was that my friend was worried that I might be um, pushing away redeemable commies from my show. And I don't want to do that. So we had a, we had a long conversation about it. And I want to share some of that conversation so that you can understand where my thinking is. You know, I would love it if every communist would just listen to this with an open mind. That's not going to happen. OK, I have no illusions about even trying to convince most of those people anymore. I think that those people will be more open to my show once some of the evidence of the things that I've spent all this time showing people, once that evidence becomes mainstreamed, they'll be like, oh, whoa, he was actually right about that thing I was certain he was wrong about. Maybe I'll give it another listen. And I hope that that's what happens because the thing for me is I don't actually want to cater to anyone, okay? You know, I love that my audience likes my show and if there are things I could be doing better, I always want to know about those because I do care about making the show the best it can be. But ultimately, my goal is not to uh, find new listeners by catering to their sensibilities, okay? And I'm talking about like redeemable commies here. And for the redeemable commies out there that might be listening to this, I say redeemable commies because everyone who voted for Joe Biden is intentionally or accidentally supporting a violent, oppressive, totalitarian, authoritarian communist regime, okay? There's no other way we can say that you might think, well, I'm not a communist. Like I, I totally believe in free markets. Yes, you believe that you can be rich in that system. OK, you still support with your vote, with your words, with your complicity in the censorship regime, with your complicity in the cover up and denial of election fraud. All of those things make you a supporter of the Democrat Communist Party and corruption in general in the United States. Now, you might be doing it unwittingly, and that's the part that makes you a redeemable communist and not just a flat-out awful communist, okay? And I say that redeemable part out of love and humor because there are people in my life who I am continually trying to convince that, A, I'm not crazy, and I'm not. B, that if I sound angry, it is only toward the situation we are faced with in the world right now, okay? Because what is actually happening in the world right now is terrible. I don't think it's going to work for the communists. 
So that's why I'm still very positive about everything. But the regime that is trying to take power right now and trying to consolidate power is every bit as evil as Nazi Germany in the 1930s. To deny that is simply a matter of an inability to self-reflect. It's very easy to learn all this stuff about Nazis and then go around calling people Nazis. They did it to Donald Trump, even though Donald Trump never did a single thing that would suggest that he's trying to take control over Americans' lives. Donald Trump's decisions were made with American liberty in mind, which is exactly the opposite, okay, of a Nazi-style regime. Dummies online and in the media can try to convince you for days on end that Donald Trump is a horrible racist and was actually oppressing people. But they have no way of proving that because it's not true. Even some of their favorite narratives about that, like the kids in cages thing, you can see right now that that is not a Donald Trump problem. That is a Barack Obama problem and a Joe Biden problem. Okay, and these things are becoming obvious because the changes are so drastic. Trump basically reset us back to where we were and where we should have been before this globalist regime tried to take power over the past many years and decades. Okay, to turn that system back on at the speed they're doing it is exactly what's exposing them. And all of that is wonderful. And, you know, I think that redeemable communists are waking up to this. I know that some of them in my life are waking up to it and that even some of my friends who are like fully red pilled, but don't pay attention to politics are really waking up to the idea that what's happening right now is really what it looks like, right? So when I'm making fun of communists or I'm angry at communists, that's because communists are the worst thing for society and the world, okay? That belief system is so evil and so pernicious and so anti-human that there is no way to speak nicely about it, okay? Commies, Obamis, Romneys and Maskeys. That's who put Joe Biden in office, right? I know I don't define these terms very often. Obamis are the left-wing Democrat communists that are like in Hollywood and tech, whatever. Romneys are the fake conservative communists like Mitt Romney, like the people who allow this communist regime to enter because their needs are being served. Like you can imagine the people who on the right who want illegal immigration so that they can depress wages and get cheap labor. Those are the Romneys, okay? They're like Republican communists. Communists are just communists, so they're commies. Like the people that voted for Bernie Sanders, like the people who actually are like, hey, I love communism. And then obviously we all know about maskies. But I believe that there's a portion and in fact, a large portion of 
Obamis and Romneys and maybe some commies and probably not any maskies who are going to see events unfold over the next days and weeks and months and hopefully not longer than that before we can all see together what many of us have seen for a year or more now. I think that day is coming. And when it does come, there's a large chunk of those people that are going to reject what they believed, right? They're going to be shown that they were wrong. They're going to get through their embarrassment and horror, and they will get mad that they were tricked and that they were made to look like fools and that their relationships with their family members and friends were torn apart because the TV told them so, right? A lot of people have busy lives and they don't spend the time on this stuff. And it's very sad because when you don't pay attention to what's going on in the world around you, you are easily manipulated. And that's the situation we find ourselves in. A lot of people who are otherwise good people and smart people, potentially, stopped paying attention to the most important events of their lives because they don't affect them on a day-to-day basis or they believe that that's true. And obviously, I'm writing a long thing about this. But I want to be clear that I actually do want redeemable communists listening to this show, but I am not going to cater to them at all, okay? My goal here is to fortify you guys, to fortify people who are like me and didn't come to either conservatism or, you know, they were just red-pilled recently. This is not like a lifelong adventure for so many of us. I want those people to understand that they do not have to feel intimidated or shamed or marginalized by Obamis and Romneys who are controlling the culture around them and censoring their speech and their behavior, telling them what they can and can't do, rejecting them from social circles, getting them fired out of their jobs. My goal is to show all of you just how superficial their beliefs are, okay? And yes, I'm going to mock and I'm going to ridicule them and I'm going to make fun of their beliefs because they deserve it, first of all. This is what they do to everyone else. I am trying to flip the script on them and I am trying to show you guys that no, the things that we think, the things we talk about, these are not stupid things that are believed by stupid people. My goal is to give you like ammunition. We are in an information war and I want to win it, okay? And we don't win by catering to people's weak sensibilities, right? And if I turn people off with that, I accept it, all right? I don't want to do that, but if it happens, I accept it. Because ultimately what I want is to tell the truth as I see it this entire time because I believe that history will prove me largely correct and that that will redeem my side of things, right? Because I have had to sit here for a year being told that I'm stupid, crazy, wrong, immoral, mentally ill, angry, depressed by all of these people, okay? I'm not going to sit here and weather that attack from often from people who I believed were close to me. And I'm not going to do that and 
take it sitting down, okay? My goal is to fortify our side and to supply people with the arguments and the thought processes that might help them deal with the people in their lives. So, so, you know, I'm not going to change my tone. Like this is something that I think a lot about and that I have made decisions about, but I want it to be clear to the redeemable commies that I actually do want to see you all redeemed. Like I do want you on our side, which is why I have these conversations the way I have them. Okay. Because the whole thing where we try to constantly tailor our behavior and amend the way that we speak and think so that we can comply with the ridiculous standards that they set up around this stuff, that doesn't work. And not only does it not work, it's dishonest. That puts us in the position of having to beg for scraps of their validation and attention. No, we are not doing that, okay? I am totally happy trying to build my brand and my show and the thing I do outside of their systems, you know? That's why I don't actually care that I got banned from Twitter and banned from Instagram. I could have made more money quicker if I had changed my behavior to stay on those sites. I could have. And I could have grown my following. I could have grown my listener base. But I'm not doing that. I'm going to figure out how to get around it. And I'm going to hope that people think that my show and my content is good enough to listen to and good enough to share with the people around them. And I have gone all in on my beliefs. And not just as a uh, like a, a business venture or a bet that I believe has a payoff. I believe these things. I am certain I'm right, okay? And, and forget about timelines. I understand that I was wrong on timelines. I'm not like detached from reality here. But the arc of history is the same. People are waking up. And when those people do wake up, when the people can no longer be silenced and the people no longer submit to this regime. All this goes away. And that's when the American Renaissance occurs. I 100% believe that we are headed toward an American Renaissance. None of my thinking on this stuff has changed. Okay? I'm still 100% confident. I have 100% faith that this is the direction we are going. And when we reach that point, I want to be able to say to myself and to everyone else that I told the truth the entire time. I discerned the information as best I could the entire time. I did not spend my time considering that the false might be true to appease people's feelings or to maintain my position in the party of false decorum. I don't care. I don't care. I genuinely don't care what people in the party of false decorum think about me. As soon as I start caring about what the party of false decorum thinks about me, then I am slowly rejoining the party of false decorum. All right. I have to project this thing that I don't believe. And in fact, I despise 
just so that I can be acceptable to the party of false decorum. And I'm not going to do it. Okay. So I hope that you guys share the show. I hope you guys rate the show, whatever it is you want to do. No pressure. If you like the show, share it. If the commies get upset from hearing it, say, Hey, I'm sorry. Maybe you should listen to a few more episodes. You might see where he's coming from and uh, you might feel differently. Become a redeemable communist rather than just a communist. Okay, your little comforts in your Obama Romney world. All your Netflix shows. Your orders from Postmates. How long do you think that those are going to last once the entire country understands that the 2020 election was a fraud and that not only did Joe Biden not get 81 million votes, he lost the popular vote to Donald Trump by millions and millions of votes, okay? All of a sudden, their air of invincibility is gone, right? They think that they represent the majority viewpoint. When they find out they do not, their brains are going to crack. Imagine all of the hate, the oppression, the censorship, everything else that they have projected, all the divisiveness, all of it, That only is a safe place to be when you are the majority, okay? All these hateful, divisive, awful things they've said, all the family members they've pushed away, all of that, that's untenable once they realize that they are not in the majority and they did not win the election, and that not only have they been lied to, but they participated in the spreading of that lie. They participated in a coup against their own country, okay? When they understand that thing, there are two directions for them. One of them is the 4 to 6% of this country who will hang their heads in shame and not be able to reenter normal life because they have no ability and they lack the courage to go out and apologize and try to learn where they went wrong and why and to understand that their apology will suffice to all of us because we understand that it wasn't initially their fault it wasn't it wasn't their own doing it's not what took them down that road it just became a problem Okay, and they turned their brains off. They stopped paying attention. They thought they were helping. They didn't want people to call them racist because they don't think of themselves as racist. All right. I understand all of that. Certain people will have the courage and the humility to accept all of that and then try to move forward in a way that not only betters their own lives, but those around them so that they can somehow make it up to people. Okay. That's what I want to see. That is the goal. And that's how these communists will redeem themselves. And I expect many of them to. And I want them to. I welcome that. At the same time, I have no interest whatsoever in catering to them in any way. All of them are welcome here. I hope that they all listen to the show. I hope that they listen to multiple episodes so that they can understand the point of what I'm doing, but my welcome is all I can offer, okay? I am not changing one damn thing until our win 
is secured in a way that the public understands and that our country is restored to a government of, by, and for the people. It's not that right now. It's because of the communists that it's not. And until we get that back and the communists begin to understand, the redeemable communists begin to understand what went wrong, this is how it's going to be. All right? I don't need their help. I don't need their approval. I don't need their validation. I don't need their attention. And I don't need their money because I don't care about any of those things. All of those things will take care of themselves or they won't. And I will still go on with my life. I definitely did not mean to talk about that for that long. So uh, sorry, friend who I already talked to about this last night. If you're listening today, I promise that if you leave me a 22 minute long voice note, I will listen to absolutely all of it. How about that? A quick uh, reading recommendation to everyone, and this article was actually forwarded to me by that same person, and I will thank him for doing that. Everyone should read this, okay? It's a week old. I just saw it. I just read it today. It's called American Exodus. It's in Tablet Mag, so or Tablet Magazine, tabletmag.com, and the writer's name is Angelo, I think it's Codevilla, C-O-D-E-V-I-L-L-A. March 24th, 2021, American Exodus. You guys have to read this article and share it with people, okay? It is really, really well done. And I would read it on here and discuss it, but the truth is it's long and it also doesn't need me to add to it. It's good. Now, a lot of things are heading in our direction. I mean, every day, I don't understand how people are so negative about all this. Honestly, the fact that these stories of corruption are coming up they're like bubbling to the surface every day and new little ones enter the central narrative they are forced to talk about things that they don't want to be talking about that is a win every time it happens it's a win for us every time trump makes a statement and they react it's a win for us we're winning all the time. I know it doesn't feel like it, but you have to stop being scared and being reactive and thinking everything is over. Because again, there's nothing there for you. Like, what are you going to do? Just whine and be depressed until you eventually relent to the communists and go back into the party of false decorum. And then you spend the rest of your life knowing what the truth was and Becoming complicit in it just for your own benefit. That's literally what they're doing. That's what they want you to do. We are winning. The only way we lose is if everybody just decides that they're communists now. The election will be proven a fraud. All of the stuff that has evolved from that point forward on their side is going to be just evaporated in an instant. And I know people think that is crazy, okay? But all of this stuff is based on a fraud. There will be treason charges. Most of the members of Congress and the Senate and local governments and everywhere, these people will be arrested. They are traitors to the country. They failed to object to election fraud that they knew happened. 
Stop pretending that nobody knows, that only we know, and that until the media tells everyone that no one knows. A lot of people know, particularly all of the people involved in it. All right. They knew they cast their votes to allow the election to go forward anyway, because they thought they had safety in numbers because everyone was doing it. They thought that they could just get away with it. And as soon as it was over, as soon as Joe Biden was fake president, then everything would be fine and nothing would ever blow back on them. But that, again, is not true to believe that you have to understand that no one, no military intelligence, no one in the world can actually prove the crime, but they can prove it. And it will be proven. But let's check out some very interesting stuff. Now, yesterday, during the day, reports about Florida Congressman Matt Gates started coming out that he was going to not run for reelection because he wanted to pursue a media position at Newsmax. Now, I don't know if that's true or not. And Matt Gates is free to do whatever he wants with his life. If that's what he does, I think a lot of people are going to be disappointed in him because he presented himself as an America first patriot fighter who wanted to be in office and wanted to fight for people in office. And if that's not who he is, that's disappointing. Going to Newsmax for a paycheck is not helping anyone. All right. So that would be disappointing. But That was kind of a strange prelude to a story that emerged later in the day, and that was that Matt Gates has been accused of having a sexual relationship with a minor. But it seems like there's a lot more to this story. So let's flip to the Washington Examiner. This is also from today by Emily Brooks and Joseph Simonson. Documents detail wild, alleged $25 million Gates extortion scheme. Representative Matt Gates possesses text messages, screenshots, an email, and a typed document that purportedly support his claims that a federal investigation into his relationship with a 17-year-old is related to an extortion scheme against him. On Tuesday, the New York Times reported that the Justice Department is investigating whether Gates had a sexual relationship with a 17-year-old and paid her to travel with him. Gates has called the report totally false. Gates told Axios that his lawyers told him that he was not a target but a subject of an investigation regarding sexual conduct with women. The Florida Republican countered the report on Twitter and in statements to Axios and Fox News with a claim that his family is being extorted for $25 million and that the people pushing stories about an investigation into his relationships with women are the people extorting him and the subjects of an FBI extortion investigation over the last few weeks. The documents in Gates's possession detail an alleged scheme that revolves around attempts by former Air Force intelligence officer Bob Kent and Beggs and Lane attorney David McGee, a former federal prosecutor to free ex-FBI agent turned private investigator Robert Levinson from imprisonment in Iran. Levinson went missing in Iran in March 2007. McGee is the attorney for the Levinson family. Kent, in December 2018, had planned a secret mission to try to rescue Levinson, but he was reportedly thwarted by the federal government. Screenshots provided to the Washington Examiner show a message That his father, Don Gates, a former Florida State Senate president, said he received from Kent on March 16th. The message proposes a plan that can make uh, Gates' future legal and political problems go away. 
Gates has denied any relationship with a minor. Despite the family members of Levinson saying in March 2020 that they presumed him to be dead based on information given by U.S. officials, the alleged message from Kent said that he had located Levinson in Iran and has two proof-of-life videos. Kent also requested the Gates family's help returning Levinson in exchange for giving Matt Gates credit for the operation and promising a presidential pardon for unnamed legal issues. The next day, on March 17th, Don Gates purportedly met with Kent, and Kent handed him a three-page document outlining Project Homecoming. That document detailed a plan to save Levinson at the cost of a $25 million loan. In 1983, Don Gates co-founded Vitus Healthcare, and in 2004, he and his co-founders reportedly sold their stock in the company for $406 million. In the Project Homecoming document, Kent then asked that the loan should be deposited in the trust account of Beggs and Land, naming David McGee and deposited no later than March 19th. The Project Homecoming document states that Gates is under investigation by the FBI for various public corruption and public integrity issues and alleges that the FBI is aware of photos depicting Gates in a sexual orgy with underage prostitutes. In exchange for the funds being arranged and upon the release of Mr. Levinson, the team that delivers Mr. Levinson to the president of the United States, I'll strongly advocate that President Biden issue a presidential pardon or instruct the Department of Justice to terminate any and all investigations involving Congressman Gates. The document reads. It is also implied that the White House has some knowledge of the plan. The team has been assured by the president that he will strongly consider such matters because he considers the release of Robert Levinson a matter of national urgency. The White House did not immediately respond to a request for comment. Stephen M. Alford, who has previously faced fraud and extortion charges, was also allegedly at the March 17th meeting and gave Don Gates his business card showing Captain Consultants. By the way, his business card is really shitty looking. It's like a child made it. It's, <laughs> I sound like Patrick Bateman in American Psycho, but it really is a very bad business card. The April 2020 articles of incorporation for the company indicate they came from Beggs and Land, McGee's firm. He and Alford did not respond to requests for comment. McGee told the Daily Beast on Tuesday night, following Gates naming him on national television, that any claims that he or his law firm were involved in extortion are, quote, completely, totally false, adding, this is a blatant attempt to distract from the fact that Matt Gates is apparently about to be indicted for sex trafficking underage girls. That's a very bold statement. Another email chain appears to confirm the existence of the FBI investigating extortion claims. My client, Don Gates, was approached by two individuals to make a sizable payment in what I would call a scheme to defraud, Jeffrey Neiman said in a March 25th email to the Department of Justice. The FBI is not asking Don to voluntarily and proactively assist in their investigation, which Don is willing to do. Please confirm that your office and the FBI would like Don's assistance in this matter, that he will be working at the government's request. Assistant U.S. Attorney David Goldberg responded, I can confirm that your client is working with my office as well as the FBI at the government's request in order to determine if a federal crime has been committed. This has been discussed with and approved by the FBI as well as the leadership of my office and components of Maine Justice. The Department of Justice and the FBI declined to comment on the email or the existence of an extortion investigation. Neiman also declined to comment. 
Gates on Fox News Tuesday night said his father wore a wire in order to assist with the case, and he demanded that the Department of Justice and the FBI release the audio recordings that were made under their supervision and at their direction, which will prove my innocence. That's a quote from Gates. He suspects that a leak to the New York Times story about the investigation into whether he had a relationship with a 17-year-old was timed to thwart the FBI investigation into the extortion. Quote, this former Department of Justice official tomorrow was supposed to be contacted by my father so that the specific instructions could be given regarding the wiring of $4.5 million as a down payment on this bribe, Gates said. I don't think it's a coincidence that tonight, somehow, the New York Times is leaking this information, smearing me and ruining the investigation that would likely result in one of the former colleagues of the current DOJ being brought to justice for trying to extort me and my family. The 17-year-old in question, quote, doesn't exist, Gates said, adding that he has, quote, not had a relationship with a 17-year-old. That is totally false, end quote. So, What we seem to have here is exactly the sort of trick that the government regularly pulls. I don't know if any of you have listened to the whistleblower testimony of a guy named Ryan Dark White. Lynn Wood has referred to it many times, and Lynn Wood has also released the transcript of that testimony. But this sounds like standard operating procedure for the FBI. We all pretend that the FBI is just not like that anymore, that that's what the FBI used to be like, like J. Edgar Hoover days. We pretend it's not like that anymore. But if Ryan Dark White's testimony is to believed is to be believed, and I think that it is, and we hear stories like this, why would we assume that the FBI has changed at all? What we have here is a situation where there is, to this point, absolutely no evidence whatsoever that Matt Gates had a relationship with a 17-year-old girl, okay? Gates has denied it. No one has proven it. The idea that every time the New York Times or another newspaper reports about an investigation into whether or not someone did this thing, and then they say the terrible thing to smear the person, this is not unusual. Okay, now people will call Matt Gates a pedophile for the rest of his life just by suggesting the presence of an investigation. And of course, if the FBI is investigating, it must be real, right? That's what people think when they read this news. And so now Matt Gates has been slandered and defamed. I hope he sues. It seems like he has the goods here to back up his story, and it seems like. McGee does not. That quote to the Daily Beast doesn't sound legitimate to me. Maybe it is. I don't I'm not going to protect Matt Gates because I think he's an all right guy if it turns out that he did something wrong, obviously. But right now, there's no reason to believe that he did. And there's every reason to believe that he was being extorted as he claims. And that this story about having sex with a minor is in is specifically designed to make Gates sound unreliable in the eyes of anyone who has a notion of believing the other story. And that's terrible. The FBI does this. This is what they do. They figure out how they can compromise you, how they can use the media, how they can use narratives, how they can use threats, assuming that you would rather... Just do what they say 
than have your life devolve into these sorts of problems that the FBI can cause. Why are we giving the FBI the benefit of the doubt on anything? We know what they did with the Russian collusion hoax. We know how they've gone about covering up for Jeffrey Epstein and a million other people just in the last 10, 15, 20 years. We don't even have to go far back into history to know these things. It sounds to me like Gates is being completely set up and they tried to pile Jim Jordan in with the thing too. Now, why? Why are they trying to legitimize these people or delegitimize these people right now? Well, because their power is ascendant. People are listening to them. They're getting their voice out there and they are trusted by patriots because they seem to be patriots. So let's talk about another thing affected by FBI corruption, election fraud. Arizona is now about to get their investigation into election fraud in Maricopa County underway. And Karen Fan, uh, the state senator who's been kind of spearheading this investigation, released a statement this afternoon. Arizona Senate hires auditor to review 2020 election in Maricopa County. Arizona Senate leadership today announced it has hired a team of independent auditors to complete a comprehensive full forensic audit of the 2020 election in Maricopa County, including a hand recount of all ballots. After months of interviewing various forensic auditors, the Arizona Senate has found a qualified team consisting of Wake Technology Services Incorporated, Cypher, C-Y-F-I-R, L-L-C, I don't know what that is, Digital Discovery and Cyber Ninjas Incorporated to conduct the audit. Hell yeah, get some Cyber Ninjas on the case. The team will be led by Cyber Ninjas, a cybersecurity company with a focus on application security, working across financial services and government sectors. Cypher is a digital security and forensics company specializing in enterprise incident response computer forensics, and expert witness support to litigation. Notable past engagements include the discovery of the Office of Personnel Management breach in 2015 and forensic support to the largest individual bank fraud in the history of the International Monetary Fund. As specialists supporting the highest levels of government and private industry, they are extremely familiar with responding to nation-state cyber activity, including advanced persistent threats. Members of the Wake Technology Services Group have performed hand count audits in Fulton County, Pennsylvania, and in New Mexico as part of the 2020 general election cycle. In addition, team members have been involved in investigating election fraud issues dating back to 1994. In that 1994 case, this team member worked closely with the FBI during the investigation. Wake Technology Services team members also include intelligence analysts and fraud investigators from a variety of industries. The audit will validate every area of the voting process to ensure the integrity of the vote. The scope of the work will include, but is not limited to, scanning all the ballots, a full manual recount, auditing the registration and votes cast, the vote counts, and the electronic voting system. At the conclusion of the audit, the auditor will issue a report detailing all findings discovered during the assessment. Senate leadership expects this audit to be done in a transparent manner with the cooperation of Maricopa County. Our people need to be assured that the Senate and Maricopa County can work together on this audit to bring integrity to the election process, said, State, said Senate President Karen Fan. 
As board chair Sellers and and county recorder Richer wrote in the Arizona Republic, a democracy cannot survive if its people do not believe elections are free and fair. They also acknowledge a significant number of voters want the additional assurance that a full forensic audit might bring. I look forward to continued cooperation. Because it is an independent audit, leadership will not be directly involved and members do not expect to comment on any of the processes of the audit until the report is issued in about 60 days. There we go. That's excellent. That sounds extremely thorough. And Jovan Pulitzer is involved in this thing. And if you've been listening to my show, you know who Jovan Pulitzer is and what he brings to the table. Jovan Pulitzer created the QR code. You know, that thing that we all have to scan now for restaurant menus because we've decided that paper is dangerous. But he invented the QR code, and he also has a process where he can determine whether or not the actual paper of these ballots is legitimate or if it is fraudulent. He can determine whether or not a ballot is a fraud with his system. And what happens when he finds tens of thousands of fraudulent ballots? Hmm? What happens? We know. There was widespread intentional election fraud in Maricopa County. This audit will find it. If it wasn't going to find it, the people in Arizona wouldn't have ignored the subpoenas from the GOP state senators. And they wouldn't have tried to make this process as difficult as possible to get underway. Now, again, These processes are going to happen in Wisconsin and Georgia. We already know what the audit found in Montana. It found fraud. We know that that's what's going to happen in New Hampshire as well. This stuff is going to be indisputable. Okay. There's no question whatsoever that fraud occurred in these places. This audit will find it when it does that state will not look to anyone like a Joe Biden win. And when that happens, if there is any hesitation to overturn that state, people are going to wake up. Once the state is overturned, once there is even discussion of overturning that state, what will that tell people? It tells them, hey, that election you thought you won, maybe you didn't. And you're going to find out real soon. That's a huge change in the narrative from where it is right now. Okay? That is a massive change. These states will be overturned. They have to be overturned because they certified a fraudulent election and they did so knowingly. Imagine how this will cascade to the rest of the states. Do you think people in Pennsylvania aren't going to want their election fully checked out? Michigan, we already know that fraud exists in Michigan. It's already been proven. That wasn't even denied. They've straight up flipped over a county. This was back in November, December, because the machines had flipped the Trump and Biden votes. We know this stuff happens. We know it did happen. A lot of this has already been admitted in the courts. The courts have decided with us. I cannot wait till this happens because it is happening and no one is going to be able to deny it. 
So earlier in the week, Donald Trump launched 45office.com, which is like the Internet hub of the office of the 45th president of the United States, who's obviously still president because Joe Biden is a fraud. In press releases now, they're not even calling him the former president or even the 45th president. They are just straight up calling him President Trump, which is cool. But I mean, I know that that's not a big deal because people will still call Obama Mr. President, President Obama. Same thing with Clinton. Same thing with Bush. I get it. Okay, but the wording has changed. That's the point I'm making here. Not that it's amazing. Like, oh, if they call him President Trump, that means he's President Trump. Not saying that. Don't be crazy. But Trump has also continued to release statements. He doesn't mess around with Twitter anymore because he's not on it. Facebook, same thing. In fact, Facebook took down an interview or has made it impossible for people to post, I should say, an interview that Donald Trump did last night with his daughter-in-law, Laura Trump. It is not allowed to be shown on Facebook by anyone because Donald Trump was banned. So therefore, anything with Donald Trump cannot be on there. That's bananas. That is just incredible overreach. I cannot wait until these companies are destroyed and it's coming. So Trump released a statement this afternoon about Joe Biden's new tax hike plan, because, again, Biden is trying to put everything back to the way globalists wanted it. The plan was the plan, right? 2020, certain things were supposed to happen along their timeline. And the fact that Trump got there, that screwed up their whole thing. Hillary Clinton was never supposed to lose, right? They never thought she would lose. That election contained fraud the same way this one did. The difference is that this time they preserved options for themselves to be able to extend the election beyond just that night so that they could manipulate the systems for as long as they needed to until they got the result they want. Nothing could be more obvious. All you have to do is look at is open your eyes and you will know that that is what they did. Okay. Hillary Clinton was not supposed to lose. They had it set up to guarantee her win. That didn't happen because the people came out and voted for Donald Trump. But the Biden administration, the fake Biden regime, is trying to get everything back into place on the same schedule it was already on before, which is why all of this is becoming such an obvious mess to everyone. They're red pilling the world by how bad this stuff is. You know, they kind of, you know, the, the whole frog in the, the, the hot water, the water that's heating up, they don't even realize when they've started to boil. That's where we were in 2016. Donald Trump turned the temperature back off, and now they have just taken us out of that slowly warming water and thrown us straight into the boiling pot. And everybody's like, oh, wait, this sucks. So Trump released a statement today on Joe Biden's tax plan. Joe Biden's radical plan to implement the largest tax hike in American history is a massive giveaway to China and many other countries that will send thousands of factories, millions of jobs and trillions of dollars to these competitive nations. The Biden plan will crush American workers and decimate U.S. manufacturing while giving special tax privileges to outsourcers, foreign and giant multinational companies. All correct. Biden promised to build back better. Actually, that's what the global globalist promised. And it was the statement around the world. There were many world leaders involved with the build back better program. It is clear that this is not an American agenda. But the country he is building up in particular is China and other large segments of the world. 
Under the Biden administration, America is once again losing the economic war with China. And Biden's ludicrous multi-trillion dollar tax hike is a strategy for total economic surrender. Sacrificing good paying American jobs, the last thing our citizens need as our country recovers from the effects of the global pandemic. Biden's policy would break the back of the American worker with among the highest business tax rates in the uh, in the developed world. Higher than China's even communist China will have a lower business tax rate than the United States if Joe Biden gets what he wants. Under Biden's plan, if you create jobs in America and hire American workers, you will pay more in taxes. But if you close down your factories in Ohio and Michigan, fire U.S. workers and move all your production to Beijing and Shanghai, you will pay less. It is the exact opposite of putting America first. It is putting America last. Companies that send American jobs to China should not be rewarded by Joe Biden's tax bill. They should be punished so that they keep those jobs right here in America where they belong. The legislation would be among the largest self-inflicted economic wounds in history. If this monstrosity is allowed to pass, the result will be more Americans out of work, more families shattered, more factories abandoned, more industries wrecked, and more main streets boarded up and closed down, just like it was before I took over the presidency four years ago. I then set record low unemployment with 160 million people working. This tax hike is a classic globalist betrayal by Joe Biden and his friends. The lobbyists will win. The special interests will win. China will win. The Washington politicians and government bureaucrats will win. But hardworking American families will lose. Joe Biden's cruel and heartless attack on the American dream must never be allowed to become federal law, Trump concluded. Just like our southern border went from best to worst and is now in shambles, our economy will be destroyed. Good for Donald Trump, he is exactly right. This is exactly the sort of communication we need. Straightforward, absolutely, unequivocally true. This needs to continue. Expose every little bit of this plan. It is a plan, okay? Joe Biden is not interested in helping the United States of America, not in any way. It doesn't matter what your political views are. There is no way you can support this, which is why not one single communist you ever talk to will even be able to have a discussion about this because they don't know anything. They don't know any of these things, okay? They'll just start talking about how this and that is racist or whatever because they have nothing to say about this. They don't know about it. They don't know what tax rates are. They don't know what taxes do. They don't know the economic impact of taxes. They don't understand any single element of this statement. They'll just say it's wrong and a lie. As always, and you disagreeing with them is racist. Remember that always. No matter what you do, no matter how nice you are, no matter how you treat people or talk about people, you are racist because you don't agree with the communists. And despite how racist they are, how inflammatory and divisive and awful they are, how they have made generational poverty in black and Hispanic communities a political priority for 60 or 100 years, no matter how much that happens, you're still the racist because you disagree with the party. And that's all that needs to be said about it. I'll be back tomorrow at the same reasonable time on the same reasonable podcast network. I don't have a network. Masks and lockdowns do not work. And Joe Biden will never be president. Goodbye. Whether you're a total newbie to podcasting, or even if you've had a show before like me, you know how intimidating it can be to start your show. The tech side especially can be daunting. That's why I'm so grateful Anchor exists. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. They knock down all the barriers to entry. Let me explain. First off, it's free. I don't know how or why, but I'm happy about it. 
The platform's great. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. I can't even begin to describe how much easier it was to get my show on all the major platforms this time than it was a few years ago. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That's right. You build your show, you make money. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place, and the company is committed to the success of its content creators. Go download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Thanks for listening. Please follow the podcast on Instagram and Parler at I'm Your Moderator. Soon I'll be up on Rumble with a video aspect. In the meantime, if you'd like to support the show, I have a Substack, I'm Your Moderator.substack.com, where you can donate, or you can donate at anchor.fm by searching Be Reasonable with your moderator, Chris Paul. I hope to see you soon. Back out on the rain. Backing as moderator for tonight's broadcast. In my mind, that's the end game. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to follow what I'm reading and thinking throughout the day, you can do that by downloading the Telegram Messenger app, and going to t.me slash I'm your moderator. On social media, you can follow me on Truth Social, Getter, and Gab at I'm your moderator. I also have channels on Rumble and BitChute. If you'd like to follow the writing, you can find me at I'm your moderator.substack.com. The merch site is cancelcouture.com or go direct shop.spreadshirt.com slash cancel dash couture. If you'd like to support the podcast financially, the best place to do that is Kofi. Go to ko-fi.com slash I'm your moderator. And all of these details will appear in the show notes with each episode. I'll see you soon down on the range. It's hell!